Hi, hi. Welcome back to Fourth Speaker. You're here with your hosts. I'm David Trung. And I'm Emma Tang. So we're joining you for our third take on what has been a disastrous, <laughs> absolutely disastrous morning of recording this podcast. But we're here in Strathfield Park inside my car yep. to avoid the win, to avoid these kids on the soccer field. So hopefully the quality of this podcast comes out absolutely divine, Emma. This is actually also the day after Eid. So we just want to wish all of our Muslim listeners out there and anyone who does celebrate Eid, Eid Mubarak. Happy Eid, people. Yes. Today's episode is actually called Money Makes the Model Gay. Mm. Funny enough, this actually originated because I was teaching the Truman Show to some of my U12 students. And the topic of materialism and consumerism and how that has changed over time was actually our focus but then that led me down a rabbit hole and I started to think about how we can take it a bit further Mm. and look at you know for example Truman's innocence and pretty much his childhood and how materialism has played into that and for me particularly I I thought more specifically as to how it might have affected my own one Mm. and your one as well so there's that let's jump straight off the bat and acknowledge our identity and our intersectionality so Emma do you want to take this away yes so Like David was saying, when we're thinking about money and how that makes the model gay, we have to acknowledge our personal privileges and Mm -hmm. where we come from. Because being gay, being straight, gender identities, all these things are incredibly nuanced and unique experiences. So when David and I speak, we just want to contextualize our upbringings Mm. and shed a little bit more light into this conversation, queer Asian community. Mm. So for me, I've won the minority lottery. Yeah. I am a queer Asian woman, so oh. whenever David tries to shit me and play the gay card, I'm just I slap him back with my woman card. <laughs> uh, is this the social royal flush? Yes, you have it here? is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I I can do that because it's literally caused me so much grief. So mm. I'll I'll play it where I can. Oh my. Um. Yeah. So I am a queer Asian woman, and I hate the term, but I am a bit butch. I'm not a huge fan of makeup. I'm not a huge Mm. fan of dresses. Where possible, I like to be in sneakers and pants, right? And my girlfriend is very feminine. Right. So I think for me, the model gay is not me. Mm. I I am not the model gay at all. I think if anything, people, especially men, find Mm. me... Similar to them as well. Yeah, similar to them and a little bit like they get uncomfortable with me. Right, and so that's your identity, right? Yeah, so that's who I am, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. What about you, David? So, straight off the bat, I am single, gay, Asian male, lives in Western, Southwestern Sydney, born and raised there, comes from an also very typical Asian household, Mm. but that's pretty much my my disclaimers for that one. Yeah. Mm. So let's jump into, you know, segue into this next topic, and which is the topic of this podcast. Emma. Hmm. Let's def- you, you mentioned the model gay before, yeah. right? Let's define that. What is the model gay for you? The model gay for me is David Traum. <laughs> like the model? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Just the model gay. Just just the model gay. Okay, I'll take Shut that. Shut up, David. I'll take that. You are so annoying. I cannot believe this is the third take and you've made that joke three times now. <laughs> Can I, you know what? Move on from that. Move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
the model gay for me definitely is someone like you. And mm. when we think model gay, we have to think in gendered aspects as well. Because mm. when I was looking up queer, open Asian women, the first search that came up was Gigi Chow. Right. And she is popular, not because she's, I mean, I'm sure she's done things, but she became popular on the internet because her father was offering a ridiculous sum of money to the man who could marry her and make her not gay, like could cure her of her lesbianism. Mm. Right, so I think as far as like model gay women, model gay Asian women, there's not a lot, unfortunately. Right. When I think of like someone who I, I look up to in inverted commas, the only person I can think of is like Cora from The Legend of Cora, and that's mm-hmm. like you know a children's TV show. Yeah, cartoon. <laughs> yeah, very much animated. Yeah, so I think the model gay for me is like flamboyant, mm-hmm. upper middle class, yep. bold gay man. Right. <laughs> So, you, upper middle class, so you're now saying that there's an aspect of money yeah, involved in this always, identity. Always, always. Right. See, that's similar to mine, right? Because my, my, my definition of what makes, or who makes the model gay is funnily enough also that, right? Mm. Like, I can see them as rich, yep. well-spoken, yep. well-educated, yep. well-travelled, yep. cultured, mm. and knows exactly what they want in life. Yep. And if I was to kind of pin an image to it, yep. that... that that phrase model gay i think nigel from the devil wears prada mm, yes right palatable I f- gay palatable gay yeah palatable right? like not so flamboyant where you don't want to like feel threatened by yeah. their identity because yeah. you you feel as if you you can't intellectually understand who they are yeah. and that's the reality right a lot of people want to understand um, someone's identity and when you don't have that complete understanding of who someone is or what makes them yeah. you feel afraid yeah so nigel is that i think it's because because he's definitely flamboyant he's still very reserved yeah. he's quite mellow yeah he's kind of like that knight who just comes in and saves the day but he's he's not overly kind of obvious with his identity his yeah. sexual identity even though it's very much inferred yeah right and i think that's really interesting because your model gay is not an asian man yeah no it's not yeah no, and it's not. i mean this is a topic for another time isn't it right. like yeah, asian that's representation day. right 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 in the media yeah so the model gay palatable yeah. rich mostly well men yes mostly men absolutely mm. so like you know um what you did say before in our first and second take <laughs> Was that the model gay for, for Emma and I, it's very much gendered, right? Mm. There has to be an aspect of gender to it because Emma and I, obviously, we live whilst the same lives, similar lives. Yep. We also live very different lives yep. at the same time because of our, our of our gender and our sex. Yep. So you said, Emma, before that you don't have quite like a, a realistic example of the model gay woman. But you can definitely, as, a, as we said before, that you can think of a model gay man. Yes. Right? Interesting. The commonality is that there was an aspect of money to this. Mm-hmm. So let's start with you, Emma. Hmm. Does money, do you think, does it affect our relationship with our families? 100%. Hmm. I just want to like plaster the 100 emoji all hmm. over it if this was like a video, <laughs> right? 100%. And I think it greatly comes down to the intersectionality of me growing up queer, a woman, hmm. in a more so conservative traditional Asian family. Right. So, you know. What's both, your ethnicity, by the way? I'm Vietnamese Chinese. Okay. Right? Yep. You know, both my parents don't come from wealth. And when my mum came here when she was a refugee, mm-hmm. and she came here with nothing. And the whole purpose of her coming here was so that she could send money back overseas. Right. So, I think mm-hmm. money 
for most, for most, many Asian families, especially like first and second generation Asian families, yeah. is really a driving force behind a lot of ambitions. Right. And, and relationships, yeah. right? I mean, and for relationships, goodness, yeah. For goodness sake, like we've just seen two very popular like TV shows and movies come out. One yes. being Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Which was game changer, by the way. I love that. Yeah. And then you also the had the. <laughs> there we go. And then you also had the recent one, which was Bling Empire. Oh, that was Empire. so good. You know, I, I feel like this is just a continuation of what a lot of people have seen in that topic. But yeah. Emma, continue on for me. So about money and family. It's the driving force behind so many of the decisions that I've made with my family. Mm. And, you know, and I'm sure this resonates with many other ethnicities because I am a woman in pretty patriarchal culture. Right. If Historically I do, and even yeah, now presently as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, even now presently, right? Yeah. If I do anything wrong, I'm crucified, mm. right? And so I, I remember this moment of like, it was like a cold sweat when I realized my sexuality yeah. and I realized that my parents and my family wouldn't be okay with that. And money was my contingency plan. Right. Because if I, you know, if I pay off my parents' house, and it sounds terrible, yeah. And when I explain it to other people, they don't understand. Like, it sounds like a really terrible, financially abusive relationship. But I promise you it's not. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I, get you, I get you on that. Um, like, it was my contingency plan. Become yeah. rich, become successful. Yeah. So that even if they do talk shit about me, like, what are they going to say? How are they going to say it? Because I can't say it to my face. Right. My Tesla X Falcon doors will be closing <laughs> on them. The windows will come up. I can't hear them in my, you know, half a million dollar car. You know? <laughs> Because I think, for me, it's, like, definitely an intersection between Asian, queer, and and a woman, mm. right? I am just so much more at risk of people talking behind my back. Right. So, definitely, like, you know, back to what we're saying about the, you know, the, the Asian experience yes. and how money plays into that experience. Mm. Would you say that your experience with money is very similar to other Asians in the sense that money does control yes. a lot of the aspects that Absolutely. we choose for our lives? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for a lot of ethnic listeners, one way of showing love in your family is through money or oh through, like, material goods. That's its own topic. Uh, yeah, that is its own topic. So yeah. 100% money, and I guess face as well, yeah. has driven a lot of the decisions that I've made. Right. And they're not particularly bad decisions. Yeah. But I think definitely it's it's a very unique experience. Right. Yeah. What right. about you, David? How has money affected your relationship with your family? Okay, so disclaimer, this is the part that we didn't actually get to. Yeah. <laughs> <in the laughs> this previous. is completely fresh. This is fresh here, so let's see how I go. Um, mm. But money, first of all, has definitely affected my relationship with my family. I think growing up with within my family, we, we look, don't get me wrong, my dad was able to always work and make money for the family and get us by, but we yeah. never had disposable income yeah. to, for example, go out every single week yeah. and have dinner as a family. Like yeah. That was just not possible for us. Yeah. And it's only become an, only until recently, yeah. I think it was like last year where I consolidated the, the wealth and the debts that my parents had. Yeah and made it clear for them and I, and I kind of ran them through their own money yeah. that we were able to do things like go out like at least once a month yeah. as a family and yeah. eat, right? And like I was saying before in the previous takes, my family now finally after, because my sister just gradu- uh, graduated, like you Emma, yes. so congratulations, congratulations to you and my sister. Um, my sister has also just finally graduated from university as well mm. and now has just landed a job as well. Well done. And so for the first time, my family is now with technically we've got a six-figure household income yeah. and i'm already seeing things change yeah slightly right okay already it's only been two weeks yeah 
and things have already slightly yeah. changed. But definitely, as in terms of money with my relationship with my family, I would say, as far as making my own identity more possible, yes, giving license for me to be who I am yes. as an Asian, as a gay Asian man, yep. far more possible. I'm, yep. I'm not gonna lie, I've been able to say things, yep. do things. Yep that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to. Absolutely. Had I not had money, like, back yeah. in the days. What, what have you always said? Like, money makes your back straighter and your skin clearer? Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Money is the key to making your... To giving you good skin. Yeah. Fixing your posture. Yep. And your pronunciation of yes. words. It does something different to you. Yes. And Especially when it's your own money that you've made for yourself. Yes. Coming from, yes. you know, two kids who kind of grew up a little bit poor. Yes. You know, we... Look, our families loved us and they did all that they could. But yeah. definitely, you know, when we have kids, if we have kids, yeah. or if we have family who have kids, it's not going to be the same experience yeah. at all. And look, yeah. I'm a disclaimer. I, you know, when it comes to, like, money with, like, my family, we, we did grow up poor, Emma. Yeah. Like, it's not... Obviously, relative to everyone, it's going to be different. But, like, straight off the bat, my dad was making... Up until... How old am I now? 24 next month. Up until just this year, my dad was making maximum, I would say... $85,000 before tax per year. Snap. My mum would be making, because she sews clothes, she would be making no more than, I would say, 15 per year. Yeah. So you're looking at a household income, like, at best, after yeah. tax, like, max, I would say, 88. Mm. That was shared between mum, dad, me, two sisters. Yeah. And that that's the reality yeah. of it. I don't want us to dabble within all these semantics and subjectives yeah. around it, because these are hard real numbers, yeah. right? But definitely... Um, back to what you were saying, like it, it really does does something for us, mm. right? But yes, that's my experience with money and how it's affected my relationship with my family. Yeah. Okay, so let's go on to the next question then. Emma, mm. would you say that money has played a role in you acquiring your current identity? Mm. And do you think it will continue to play a massive role in the identity you will develop in the future? Yes, absolutely. And I can say this with confidence because my identity has rapidly changed over the last, like, three-ish years. Yeah. I mean, if... Because it was my birthday and, like, graduation and all these things in my life that I think demarcate places. Yep. Right? And so I did a lot of reflecting these past few months and I was just thinking, well, you know, when I was 15, when I was 17, I was like, I don't want to be gay. Right. right, And as, as a sad as that is, that's a lot of things that people face. Mm. That's a thought that I can imagine has crossed your mind as well, right? Yeah, it has. Um, unfortunately. And so I had promised myself when I was, I think, 17 or 18, where I, I was just going to be single for the rest of my life. No one would find out. Mm. I'd be that, like, you know, that rich person who's, like, <laughs> super mysterious, lives in one house <laughs> with, like, a million cats and dogs or whatever, right. right? But now I'm just like, I don't care who finds out. Yeah. You know, I'm very open with who I am. Right. I'm very, like, if you don't like it, you can leave. Mm. I remember there was actually a very pivotal moment when I was introducing myself to my... Like, you know, when you when you go to class at uni and they're like, you know, they do the icebreaker thing? Yes. Yeah. I was very open. Not like, I'm not like, hey, I'm queer. It was yeah. very much like, a, oh, yeah, last week my girlfriend and I went to X. Right. And I just didn't when was When was this, by This the was way? like 2019, early 2019, late 2018. Okay. And so... Ever since then, I've just been much more open with who I am. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely money has has well and truly made my existence possible. Mm. So Not, doubling back to what we said yeah. before, right, about how money has allowed you to do things and yeah. say things that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to. Yeah. Right. And, and would you say that 
being able to be comfortable as a lesbian LGBTQIA individual yeah. is one of those? Yes. Right. 100%. And I think just in like my personal life with like my coworkers, it's like that. But money has definitely given me license to be openly queer in my own family. Yeah. Right. So like my girlfriend, my family adore my girlfriend. Yeah. It was just like the other the other day at dinner or something. Mm. I think it was like for my birthday. I took everyone out to eat buffet. Yeah. And uncle, who was never once kind of acknowledged my queerness, mm. was like, oh, where's your friend? I mean, to be fair, he called her my friend because right. that's like the way. But like this has never happened before. Yeah. And it just so happened to intersect with the time when my business like foci was starting to gain traction and if that's not textbook <laughs> if that's not like the precedent i don't know what is like, like that's surely perfect... that is causation i know surely causational you know, like yeah. i now that i'm graduated now that i have my business now that i'm working all of a sudden people are like okay i suppose this is okay yeah and when we when we were first drafting this David said something very insightful about, like, how you can't be gay and poor at the same time. <laughs> and look, that's super problematic. And we're not saying that that isn't possible. But mm. I'm saying, like, especially if you're... For me, right, in my family, I would not be able to be gay and poor. Mm. Right? Because if I were already queer and a woman and unsuccessful, mm. like, my family would think nothing of me. They would they would 100% think of me like a massive loser. Mm. And so I feel like a lot of the decisions that I've made in my life and a lot of the money, the, the ambition that drives me to make money is to prove my family wrong because they have this preconceived notion that, you know, queer people in the Asian community are, you know, they're, they're not they're not the norm. They're not with the grain. They yeah. run away from their family. They don't take care of them. And instead they run away with their, like, other ethnicity, boyfriend or girlfriend. Because mm. that's the experience that I've had. And so definitely the money that I've made, the things that I've done for my family has really allowed certain liberties for me to function in my family. Like, I think... Just this year, my mom, for the first time, I've dated my girlfriend for four years now, called mm. my girlfriend my girlfriend. And I was like, oh, oh that's really sweet. Oh, okay. I see we're <laughs> making problems. I see she's not just my friend anymore, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. cute, you know? Mm. But what about you? Because your your relationship with... Because David is single. Yeah, I'm single. <laughs> what, what's, what's, what's it like for you? I think, look, well, obviously we said before that money has affected, you know... And it's played a massive role in my relationship with my family. But as far as acquiring my identity, yeah. I'll be honest with you. And look, I was saying it to you before, before we started recording, without money for me, I didn't feel like I was someone. Mm. Right? And like the whole fact of being gay makes it that much more complicated. Because yeah. growing up in southwestern Sydney, you're presented with these norms and conventions, structures and systems that are built to make you as a gay man not want to present yourself. It's got nothing to do with the people. It's got everything to do with the pre-existing circumstances and situations in which we've been brought up in, yeah. right? We acknowledged it before with our families. They come from very, like, historically, they've, they've got traditional roots mm. where progressive ideas are not part of that fabric. Yeah. Yeah. And so, for me, it was only until I got a job, particularly my, my job at Arthur Phillip High School, yeah. I was getting pay slips yep. um, that I found I was getting, you know, I was getting superannuation for the yep. first time. Oh, yeah. I was tax- I was, I was paying tax, yep. which at the time felt bad. But now I look back in hindsight and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. I'm contributing to the economy and yep. I'm, I'm, I'm paying my money due. But really, like the turning point for me was when I shaved my head. Oh, yes. Out of choice. Yes. You always talk about this. Whenever, I always say it. Whenever people talk to you about this. I always say it. It was that was the moment where I physically externalized 
my identity for the first time. Mm. And I'm not trying to associate being bold with being gay. Yeah. Not at all. I was very much, in fact, inspired by Nigel from The Devil right. Wears Prada. Okay. Right. Miranda Priestley's yes. left hand yes. assistant. Okay. Well, sorry, not even her assistant. It was her left hand go-to, right? Yeah. Like that was her, like her business partner almost. Yeah. I was so inspired by Nigel and even to this day, Stanley Tucci, one of my favorite actors ever. And in that moment, I was trying to externalize my identity physically. And along with that, I, I decided I didn't want to just come out to the world with just this bald head. I said to myself, I wanted to reinvent myself with the jobs, the money, the, I then bought a car two months afterwards. I completely got a new wardrobe right. and it was a whole fashion show reveal. Yep. That yep. was when it changed for me. So my identity was really made possible, like you said, with yours, because of money. Mm. Up until then, I just felt like I I was really lost. Like, And, you know, it's no coincidence that right after I shaved my head, I actually quit my job at Arthur Phillip High School. Yes, you did. I, I didn't realise. I yeah. went straight into banking. I hated banking so much that after two months worth of working which was annoying me right and which was actually two weeks really of only work because we were training for six weeks so realistically i was only actually working on the floor for two weeks i quit i quit my full-time fifty five thousand dollar per year with benefits job to then start a business with you Mm. that to me did not happen in by accident like accidental means at all Mm. it all came for me personally because i believe i was willing and so comfortable to accept my sexual identity Mm. as a gay Asian man that I did not want to kind of fall short of the expectation of what the model gay was. I wanted to go hard on that model gay definition and make it my own. See, this is a thing, Hmm. right? I'm getting nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting nervous. This is the thing. Like, she's getting. She looks really inquisitive now, and it always makes me nervous no, when she does. Like, look, we both have a BA, right? right? Literally, our entire the entire thesis behind our degree is think and make problems. Right, dare to think is the motto, right? Yeah, at, at Fokai. Okay, yeah. go. Like, look, the model gay and the money and all these things—they've mm. worked for us. Yeah, and they've worked in, I guess, gaining respect from our peers and gaining respect from my family, mm. right? And money has enabled us, the both of us, to do things that we could have never done before. Yeah, in every way possible, we are better off, right, yeah. with it, okay? My question is, is the, the model gay... Hold on, stop. Is this the, is this the no, surprise question? No, 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 this is, this is another surprise question. Oh, we'll, God. we'll get to that in a sec. Okay. Is the model gay myth actually harmful? Hmm. Because, like, it comes back to this idea of, like, you can't be gay and poor and you can't be gay and unfilial. But that if... Well, like, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Because if you if you are queer and, like, you know, if if you don't have a calling that you feel incredibly passionate about that makes you good money, like, does that make you less of a queer? Because mm. that's so unfair. Yeah. You know? You see, is I that, love yeah. I love that question. Because for the longest time, I've actually been thinking about that as well. Yeah. And I'm going to be very honest with you, I think it is harmful. Yeah, I it think is. It, it eliminates a lot of the identities around being gay Yeah. to just needing money to be yeah. gay. When I said before that you can't be gay and be poor at the same time, yeah. what I meant was by society standards. Yeah. You cannot be palatable as a gay yeah. and also not be rich. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Because yeah. that's the reality, right? Yeah. And me and you using money as a means to kind of break our way and penetrate through this bubble that is acceptance 
from society, yeah. I think that's okay for us. Yeah. And I think that's okay for yeah. a lot of gay people. Because as unfortunate as it is, whilst it is a shit thing to do, it's a fucking terrible thing that we have to do for ourselves. We just have to do it, right? And however we go about in the next 10 years, 20 years, yeah. 30 years, 50 years, go about recreating our identities so that it's not so much tied back and anchored to wealth. Mm. I hope that we'll be able to do that in the future. Yeah. But the terrible thing is now is that I personally believe we just have to do that. And I think, you know, if you think about even like the the the, the best analogy I can think of is like think of Beyonce, right? I know the most the gayest oh, the gayest the way to example. Ascribe to the to the gay But myth. Yes, hear me yes. out, right? Beyonce for the longest time being, and I remember having an argument with someone about this because I'm so I'm a massive fan of Beyonce. Yes, you are. People were saying, oh, I don't like her new music. It's so feminist. It's yeah. so liberating. Yeah. It's too much. It's, it's, in it's your not face. palatable. Right? Yeah. yeah. She's not... too black. Yeah. She's too woman. Oh my God. She's shut too up. that, right? Because, and they said, I liked her old music better. Yeah. In my head, and I just flat out said it to them. So you liked it when she was only singing about needing some other person, primarily a man, to take her out mm. at the clubs. You only liked it when she was singing cater to you and yeah. all that, yeah. when she needed a man to come home to and yeah. take care of and fondle, right? Yeah. Is that the whole concept? Because now, whilst her music is very liberating, mm. it's about black woman magic. Yes. It's about liberating her identity as a woman. Yeah. You can't handle that. Yeah. But I've seen over the years, Beyonce has transformed to an amazing artist who's been able... To go from really, you know, the whole I need a man thing to I'm a writer now, but with my fucking damn husband. Mm. Fuck him and Becky with the bad hair. So you're saying you're conflating yourself to Beyonce and you're saying, like Beyonce, you're going to be the palatable gay. Mm. And then now and then you're going to crystallize and then emerge as like the most unpalatable angry gay person out there yes. oh my god that sounds 100%. amazing and it comes That's back to money doesn't it yes yeah. it is you need money you need to have a comfortable yes. platform first yes. you need to have like uh something to like stabilize yourself yes. and then you can start saying things that will make people upset yes because by that point they can't fucking do shit that's so they true. can't say shit that they is can't so do true. shit they can't they can't fire you yes. they can't call your boss and try and get you <laughs> because fired. you are the boss because you are the boss yep. yep that's the reality that is that is actually such a good point i've thought about that for so long i've just never been able to find the correct yes. context right that's here actually, we are that's actually a really good example mm. yeah because that's so true because back then beyonce was signed on under her father yeah right and he was not letting her have full control over the creative direction of her songs with Destiny's Child. Yeah. It was only until she separated herself from her father's label and then joined and made her own label, yeah. right? She was able to sing about things that she wanted. Yes. And grow in the way that she wanted. Yes. And, and that's what I'm saying. Whilst I think, yes, you know, looking at money as a way to be gay is, you know, at first seems very harmful. It comes from a real place of struggle and oppression. Mm. Ob obviously, look, we go through our own hurdles. Mm -hmm. We are not oppressed in the way that black people in America are oppressed with no, policing. No, right? not at all. Not, not at, all. at all. We're we, not conflating them at all. We've got so much fucking privilege yeah. over that, right? Yeah. I am saying, though, different groups of people in society use different means to cope with their situations. Yeah. And I think for us, our poison has actually been one of the better poisons to have yeah. money. Because don't get me wrong, whilst it, it, it is a self... 
defense mechanism and a way for us to grow in our own ways, we get to drive a Tesla Model X later in that the future. That is actually a really good Do you know good what point. I mean? That's the way I think about yeah. it. But that was a really good perspective, yes. hey, for, for you as well, Emma. Hey? Yes. All right, so do you want to give me your secret question now? Okay. So, heads up, we actually said to ourselves, let's throw each other off the rails with a secret question. So, Emma, you go first. Okay, so David is not out to his family yet. Mm. You're not. Yes, right? I'm but, not. Like, literally everyone else in the world knows. Um, yes, yes. Now, David is incredibly prideful. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, this, this question has nervous. two parts. The first question is... Two part. Yeah. <laughs> the first question I have for you, yeah. right is at what financial point would you be ready to come out to your parents and say hey i like men that's part one of two i saw you writing the question i saw how like happy you were so i've decided to add a part two to this question just to screw you over so at what point yeah financial point yeah would i be ready do you have something in your mind yeah you do i do okay would you like to share or would you like to and look Back to what you were saying before, yeah. like before, before, about how it is a terrible thing. Whilst I am using... And look, in, in, in any other circumstance, this would not need to happen, mm. right? But I said it before. Whilst money for me is a self-defense tool where I can use it to give myself license to be who I want to be, unfortunately, I also need to use it as a weapon. Yes. I need to weaponize it. But... I'm weaponizing it for the sake of being accepted by my parents. So, in terms of financial point as to when I want to do it and come out to them, after I've bought them new cars, mm-hmm. after I've bought them the house, yep. but my name has to be on all of those oh things. Oh my god. So it's financial abuse is what it is. <laughs> if they don't as, like you, you just pull it as from bad out of, like, as it is. like a rug. I love my parents too much for me to be hurt by them not accepting me and as terrible as it is yeah i think it's something to be said within asian culture yeah there has to be an escape hatch yes oh 100 i just i'm gonna take it further i don't want just an escape hatch i want a detonator button <laughs> no because yeah. and this has worked for me really well in a lot of circumstances silence teaches people a lot of things mm-hmm. it absolutely teaches a lot of people things but Given that I'm now turning 24 next month, and by the time at which when I'm when I do reach that financial point, I'm going to be probably in hopefully like 35. By then, it would have been 35 years of anticipation and filial piety and filial pi- filial piety and fulfilling all these commitments to family to show that I love them. I'm not prepared to come in to a situation where my identity is on the line by my parents. And not have a button like that next to me. It's like with the whole president shit, right? Whilst we don't want to use nuclear weapons, you can't take the risk yeah. of moving into international relationships with countries without having that nuclear football yeah. next to it's you. It's like mutually assured destruction. It is. That's that. That's actually like a nuclear term. It's like right. You have nuclear weapons. They have nuclear weapons. If you launch, they launch. Everyone yes. dies. If they launch, because I look, I'm not, I'm not asking. Four million dollars. I'm not even asking for a box of chocolate. Not even a rose. I'm just asking for acceptance. And by at which stage it would have been transitioned in with very well with nice kids yeah. and nice houses, as well as a growing and changing social environment. You've got no excuses not to accept me yeah, by then. Okay. I can't come in without my nuclear football. Yes. 
as bad as it is. Disclaimer, I fucking love him. Of course. We, I'm best we friends love, with yeah, him, right? We love them too. But I personally think I need more than just things around me. I need leverage. And I think this is this is not a unique experience to you. Yeah. I mean, I, because of the way that I present and because of who I am, my parents knew pretty early on and that wasn't... Mm. Like, they had much longer to come around to yeah. it. Especially because I had, like, exes and girlfriends that I would bring home. Yeah. But my girlfriend, yeah. my current girlfriend, yes. she's not out to her family either. Right. And... She's I not. would love to ask that question to your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, because I, I, th- I feel like she'd say the same thing to you. Yeah. And one part of why she doesn't want to come out, despite the fact that we've been dating for four-ish years now, yeah, yeah. is that she feels like if she did come out, because she's still at uni, she's still working retail, they're going to pin the blame on me that absolutely. she's still at uni. She's still, But she's killing it, by the yeah, way. Yeah. She's killing it. She's absolutely killing it. But she's like, I need to set myself up. I need to put these protective barriers around me. She needs them. She wants the net worth. She wants, she the, wants net worth. the car. She yeah. wants the house. She yep. wants all of the safety pictures yep. to be yep. there. Yeah. Ready for her. Yep. Just in case something yep. happens, right? So I completely understand yes. that. You know, and you know what? If any of you out there who can relate to what we've just said, I would love to hear what other people yes. want to say and their answers to Emma's question. Yes. At what financial point in your life would you feel comfortable to come out to your parents mm. if you haven't come out to your parents yet? And yes. if you feel like money is a massive tool that's going to help you or is helping you be who you are? Mm. I would love to know because mm. that that's with me. Yeah. And you know, I feel like my answer might change one day. Yeah, oh yeah. I feel like, you know, that answer might be sooner than yeah. later. It might be later than sooner. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, and I think it's the same for me as well. I think, yeah. like, I'm still feeling out who I am. Mm. My girlfriend is still feeling out who she is. Right. You know, the, these answers are subject to change. Check yeah. back in six months. Right. That seems, check, yeah, no. that seems to be the tagline of the show. Check yeah. back in six months. Now, yeah. that was part A. Oh, my God. <laughs> part Jeez. B. Part B is... So for you, you you align a lot of your your model gamers to yeah. your money. Yes. If you had a partner, <laughs> right? It's not if. Sorry. When when you have a partner, all right, who is model gay? Yeah. Who has more money than you? <laughs> I knew I knew that I was gonna get you there. Who has more money than you? Who is more successful than you? Because David doesn't like it when people are more successful than him. Ha, look, no, in a no, pa- no. <laughs> Look at you bumpering. In my my relationships. Okay. Go on. Continue. I have to to stop her right there. Go. Okay. I'm all for people being successful. Just not with my relationship. All right. So David has to be the one making the money. Don't cut that out either. (laughs) No, I'm going to edit it. I'm going to make you look so bad. Go. If your partner makes more money than you, Hmm. and if they are model gay, do you think you would be... Actually, the answer is yes. Would you think that you'd be able to take that date of like coming out and move it earlier like if, let's to say, my parents yeah so let's say if your escape hatch was no longer buy parents house buy them car uh-huh. but now i have a rich man to look after me uh-huh. would you would you come out and use him as your defense shield okay let's disclaimer one thing <laughs> oh i feel like that's God. all i do here disclaimer oh, right you're the worst. disclaimer i wouldn't use my partner's money to do it I would never. Oh no, no! I'm not saying use yeah. your partner's wealth. But I have to disclaimer it just in case. Like you know, just yeah. disclaimer. I would never use my partner's wealth yeah. as some sort of like, you know, voodoo thing. Do 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 do. Hey, he can afford this. Yeah. Mum and dad, you should accept. You yeah. should accept me. I wouldn't do it. But what was the question again? Sorry. So, your your financial goal, right? Buy your parents cars and a house. Yes. 
let's say you were you you met someone next year and mm. he was the love of your life. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Would you then? Oh, sorry. Would I move that date of coming out to my parents up earlier? Yeah, before before the house and before the cars. Like, would that person change the time at which you come out to your family? No. 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 Really? It wouldn't. What if they were model gay and rich? And what if, like, your if parents loved he them? He could be Jeff Bezos <laughs> and be absolute billionaire, billionaire, billionaire rich. And I could not have a house, not have a car. I still wouldn't come out to my parents. Interesting. I wouldn't do it. Look, obviously they would know by yeah. that stage, right? Yeah, they would know, true. hey, David, they'd figure it out. They would figure it out. And you know, if they figure it out, that's on them. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> but in terms of me verbally, Telling them that I am gay, yeah. I wouldn't do it yet. Mm. Personally, I would want for myself to be able to do it on my own terms mm. with my own nuclear football, mm. so that they can't pin my downfalls and my inability to give them the car or the house mm. or whatever it is on the fact that I am gay. Interesting. I don't want to give them that leverage. I don't want to give anyone that leverage. Okay. But that's just me. Yeah. But great question. Yeah, no, wow. no, because for me, right, when I had exes mm. who were not particularly filial, mm. right, my, my current girlfriend is lovely. She's amazing. If you're yeah. listening, I love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah. But yeah, a big part of my family being okay with who I am is because of who I'm dating. Mm. Like my, my exes before, they weren't particularly filial. Um, and, you know, some of them were a little bit gold diggers. Right. Right? Yeah. And so I feel like my family and my parents in particular have come much, like, they've come to terms a lot more easily with my sexuality mm. because of my girlfriend. Right. So that's why I asked you that question. Right. Because if they were, like, the most filial boyfriend who, who did all the right things, mm. like, I feel, like, I feel like it would make it easier. Because right. it made it easier for me. Yeah. You know, and you know what? I think if your question had changed to if my, my future partner was filial yeah I think so okay I could move the date up if oh, they so if, it's not it's if, not money no 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 it's got nothing to do with the money mm. aspect if my partner was filial jumped through the hoops and over the hurdles yep. for my parents you know and really followed through with the whole customs and rituals yes. of living as a Vietnamese Australian yes 100% mm. if he went back home to Vietnam on a rando trip didn't tell me right. and surprised my grandparents and did the whole shebang. Right. Oh, I'd move it up. Right. Right there, okay. there. I'm like, hey, guess what? And you know what? I think my parents would love it. Yeah. But the money thing, I don't think they would. I personally wouldn't be comfortable as of yet because then you need to remember as well, like with Asian families, they're very smart. Yeah, that's true. They they'll would see, they will see, see yeah. right through it and they will just say, oh. He thinks he can do this because he's got money, and well, that that partner's got money. Yeah, and they might even react to it worse. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like knowing knowing Asian families, yeah. so that that's but great question. Yeah. So little queerlings, if you're dating in the Asian in the Asian field, be good to the parents. Be good to the parents. <laughs> that's that's the way into their hearts. Hundred percent. Yeah. In my experience, talking with aunties. Yeah. And I am professional. He is professional. Professional, auntie. just date and find someone who is absolutely filial but okay my question to you now all right go what is it it's not going to be as fun as your question actually but i think it will be at the same time given your experience yes comma have you (laughs) have you ever found that in building this defense mechanism that is 
Yes. Using whole, money yep. as a ticket to being accepted yep. by society, by yep. family. Yep. Has it ever worked against you, say, in friendships, past relationships, or in the workplace? Oh, you know the answer to this. That's why you put it there. Oh, That's but, why you uh, put it there. But our listeners don't, dear Emma. <laughs> oh, our listeners God. don't. You, he's asking me this because <sighs> I... Let want... me know if you want to repeat the question. No, it's fine. Okay. Absolutely. Of course it has. Okay. Like any good defense mechanism, sometimes it backfires and blows up in your face. Right. Recoil. Yeah, recoil. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Right? Yes. Of course it has. Right. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why I kind of brought up the question, is the model gay and the money as a defense mechanism, mm. is it actually harmful? Because right. I think sometimes it is. And it is. We said before it was harmful for, you know, other gays yeah. in society. What about yeah. for you in your relationships, your friendships? I like how you start there, because you know, you're 100% fishing for that. So, yes, David, I can see what you're fishing for. Absolutely. Can you? I had an ex-girlfriend who was, you know, with me because I had money. Right. And when I said had money, I just mean I worked a lot. I'm not rich by any standards. Mm. And I was willing to give her everything. Mm -hmm. As as you should be in in any relationship. But 100%, this like having money mechanism and this having dispensable income and right. spending it on those you love to kind of buy their affection mm. it 100% blew up in my face because mm. yeah it just turned out that she was a little bit of a gold digger right yes. right yes okay so, what about your friendships then oh, has that ever worked yeah. against you i mean i think it just it's like for all the relationships that i have mm. and i think this is true for you as well right the money thing is like you do a thing with the money mm. and then other people can't do it and then their feelings get hurt. Right. Right? That's happened a lot. Right. And you know, would you say that that's affected the sort of friendships that you've created and kept close to you? Or even lost? David, it's so funny that you ask that because you know I don't have that many friends. <laughs> We're the same We're boat. the same. So I think just by default yeah. we can say it definitely yeah. has. Yeah. Like, okay. I think now, especially with like the close relationships that I have, mm. it's it's like I get suspicious mm-hmm. when groups of like grown adults yeah. come together in groups larger than like four or five. Oh my god, I agree with you. And I'm not I'm not trying to bag out anyone who still hangs out with their high school friends at all. Yeah. But I just get a little bit suspicious because I was like, y'all don't really like each other. Right. You, that can't be true. Or maybe mm. we just don't have friends. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I think just... we can we can bookmark this yeah. for another day. This topic, yeah. but yeah, absolutely, it's definitely changed the relationships that I have and the the friendships that I choose to keep close to me mm. as well. Yeah, because you know I get so sick of people when they get upset when I've done something for ex friend yeah. because I can, or mm. if when I've done something for ex family member because I can, mm. and then the other family member is like, oh, you know, you should have said something. Like you haven't had a job in six months. How am I going to ask you to do? Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure that's something that you can feel as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, especially, well, friendships and relationships, relationships doesn't count. Yeah. Friendships, that's a given. But mm. definitely even in the workplace. Like, I work now at a school and I've, I've definitely seen, um, this, this might have to bleed into another episode, but I've seen how just by merely having a business with you... Um, and also the qualification to be a teacher, but not choosing to continue and be an actual full-time teacher, yeah. that's actually affected the delivery of 
curriculum within some classes I've been into. Really? Especially business studies. Yeah. And without saying too much, I've felt that there have been staff at school where they don't feel comfortable Hmm. talking about the content and the curriculum that they've studied very well in depth to deliver. Yeah. Because they feel as though, given me and my experience out in the real world, yeah, in this these different sectors, yeah, I feel like they're not prepared to make a full one hundred percent comment. Does right, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, because I feel like you have authority over them. Yeah, mm. even though I have done, I've been, I've been, I've, I've tried so many times to reassure them that I am just here to help you and help the students. Yeah, don't just don't even don't pretend as if I'm not here. Yeah. It's actually affected me positively, but also very much negatively yeah. in the workplace. Not, not, no, not my relationships with the students or teachers, mm. but just the way in which the success of the, the class can take place given my presence there. Mm. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, it does And make I think sense. I need to spend some more time thinking about it and ruminating on it yeah. um, before I can make you know, a really firm comment yeah. in a, a future episode. Yeah. But definitely, that's that's been my preliminary observations. Interesting. That's a very mm. interesting observation and a very yeah. interesting question, David. Yeah. My question was better, though. No, your question was absolutely <laughs> better. Far out. My heart rate is still pumping oh, from that. <laughs> and, like, the really funny thing is that when you were typing it, you were like, oh, my question's going to be better. Oh. I, I'm better at this. I invented this game. That's literally what David was saying. He's like, I invented this game. You can't be better than me. Okay. Emma 1, David 0. Yeah. That's... No, it's like Emma 3, no. David negative. No. That's what it is. Alright, so, you know, this has been an extra long episode, but, you know, this is something that we are passionate about, and it's been something that we've never had the opportunity to discuss in length, hey, Emma? Like, we've, don't get me wrong, we've had talks about this over some drinks in previous nights, but never to this extent. No, never. I'm actually shocked how much we've we've spoken about and how much we've dived with this so thank you so much for listening for those of you who've who've stayed until the very end yes thank you thank you again but that was it from us we hope you really enjoyed it we will be back again with you hopefully in the next two weeks um for our next episode but until then Bye. bye